Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Soundwave, the show that's here to try and keep you up to date with the not-so-mainstream music scene. I'm your host, Matt, and in the studio with us is Peter DeSanctis. How you doing? <laughs> and Serena Swenson. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us, man. There you go. What have you guys been up to this week? St. Patrick's Day was happening and had a good time? Yeah, St. Patrick's Day, snowboarding. Snowboarding. Working. Yeah, I had to work St. Patrick's Day. It was cool. Sunday? Yeah. Ooh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> With all your yeah. fun that you had Saturday? <laughs> it was a good time Saturday. I celebrated Saturday. That's good. To make up for it. Uh, been listening to anything good? I can't stop listening to Alt J. Alt J. That is a great album. I fucking love it. I dig yeah. it too. The, it's so good. The ones that they played on the current, that's when I first heard it and I downloaded yep. it, and listened to it about six times. Mm -hmm. Real good. Dude, yep. at, at first, did you, where did you guys think he was from? The vocalist. England. It's just. Like, you, you thought that Scandin originally? Scandinavia, somewhere in there, I figured. Yeah, it didn't sound like that to no. me. When I first found out, I was like, whoa. That, where that's where crazy. is he actually he from? He's from England, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I figured it, was, it had to be something European. It was a different sound, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I could hear his accent, even though he sounds very strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, keep, the, I want to, really want to see like them sing that live. Like, I know. They, look like? I, they, I saw there was a show coming to First Avenue, so I went to find tickets, and it was already sold Oh, out. damn, damn it. you current. <sighs> but yes. You know, I was listening to the new Justin Timberlake. It's pretty damn good. You think so? Yes, it is. Uh, and then I've also been listening to uh, Touche Amore. Do you remember them? Yeah, I do. I actually still have a few of their tracks. It, I haven't pulled them out. They opened up for uh, Circa, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I listened to that today while I was folding paper. It was pretty good. Cool. Yeah, I've been uh, <clears throat> listening to Flying Lotus. He's got a new a new one. It's like over a few months ago that it came out, but pretty trippy stuff that's that's one band i've never really been able to get into i heard one of their songs they were at bonnaroo last year yeah they were and mm -hmm. i heard one of their songs and thought it might be pleasant but i haven't actually gone back and checked so, it. yeah I, the stuff i've heard I, they play one on the current i think i don't know for sure yeah it's the one with tom york okay that's what that's, it is. that's why they would they played it all the other ones are really obscure and i no yeah be surprised I, I have like them. two of their albums on my itunes but every time i've tried to listen to them, it's a little out there it's good. Los Angeles is a good album. That's my favorite one by him. Right. So, Well, uh, let's go into music news then. Sony Music has registered 13 new untitled Daft Punk tracks to the PPL, the UK-based organization that licenses recorded music and distributes royalties. Uh, as of yet, no specifics on the new Daft Punk album have been released, but collaborator Niall Rogers maintains there's a new record coming this year. Pretty excited. What is PPL? I don't know. It's the UK-based organization <laughs> that licenses recorded music oh, okay. and okay. distributes royalties. But yeah, the it just says track one through 13, and then it gives the time of the tracks. There's some nine-minute ones on there and stuff. Hmm. I'm excited. Adams for Peace have announced details of their first proper tour starting in July around Europe. Then there's a few dates in the U.S. and Japan. Chicago is the closest one to us, and that is October 2nd. Chicago, huh? That'd be pretty Chicago. badass show. That would be awesome. I would. See Flea? Yeah. <laughs> Rocking out with Tom York. They'd both be going crazy. I just can't stage. imagine seeing them together. I know, right? Did you see the video I put on Facebook of uh, the Injuin? In I think that's what it's called. Uh-uh. That's, that's one of my favorite songs from the album, but it's just... 
him dancing like crazy like <laughs> usual but then he also has uh like it's choreographed in a way because he has a girl dancer with him and they like swap pictures together and then uh, it's it's cool it I'll all mends to together it it's fun <laughs> More bad news for those who had tickets to Morrissey's now-canceled North American tour due to the singer's ongoing health problems. A statement from an official fan site, True to You, states that the canceled dates won't be rescheduled and that Morrissey is bitterly disappointed with the decision and he apologizes to everyone this may inconvenience. That's unfortunate. <laughs> that's yeah. the third time it's been rescheduled. Yeah. yeah, I heard that's a regular thing. Yeah, for him, unfortunately. What's wrong uh, with him? He's uh, the, just got health issues. I guess the first time it was canceled, it was his mother. His mother was on her deathbed, but then she recovered. And then the second time, hmm. health issues, and now this one time, hmm. more health issues. So oh. Morrissey, no one's ever going to get to see Morrissey. No, I guess not. Why doesn't he pick like? tours during the summer maybe that would help you wouldn't be in the it cold be everywhere season yeah is it? i don't know or you know less ambitious tours so that he could get like yeah a couple of places yeah maybe do like three tours a you year know, that have like eight dates on them or something he's not exactly young no anymore, he's not so i don't know i don't know <laughs> poor more uh south by southwest <laughs> was this past weekend the music south by southwest and the highlights have flooded the internet Dave Grohl delivered the keynote speech saying, What matters most is your voice, urges the rocker. Cherish it, respect it, stretch it, and scream until it's gone. And I heard, I read, I did like an overview. They have it written down on Rolling Stone, the whole speech. It's pretty damn good. I really like him. Yeah, he's I think he's a cool guy. He's going to be one that's remembered. He'll be in the, mm-hmm. the fame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Flaming Lips debuted their entire new album live. That's pretty cool, wow. even though it'd be kind of boring to see all new material. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to rock out, sing along. Right. You know? But, I mean, that's cool. That But it is the Flaming Lips, and they generally put on a pretty yeah. spectacular did you show, hear so. about the world record where he did the most shows in 24 hours at something like eight shows, and it's a full-fledged tour to a bunch of different states? Yeah, uh-uh. really? He had different opening bands at every single show, and they just did. Wow. And their full hour-long sets just, or whatever, hour-and-a-half-long sets. We hit some traffic, just play a couple <laughs> more tracks. play a couple <laughs> more tracks. No, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. That's that. crazy. Have you guys seen that commercial with Wayne Coyne? It's, Isn't it the tour bus going by or something? It's like for gum or I don't know. It's for something super weird. And he's just being very, very bizarre. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're doing a lot of commercial stuff. It's really weird. Huh. I, I, was I think there's one for the Hyundai or Honda or something. Too. Or maybe that's what it was. And then it's with the tour bus driving by. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, Iggy and the Stooges performed at South by Southwest. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Usher had a surprise performance. <laughs> Follow surprise Boy are Usher. back, question mark. They played a show. And Snoop Lion was pretty good, everyone said. Snoop Lion. His reggae, no. Snoop Dogg. I'm not over it. I, <laughs> weird. I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another one that got a lot of buzz was Prince's show at South by Southwest. A little write-up on Pitchfork said, He packed an elaborate light show, disco balls, backup dancers, choreography, and 20 horns blasting the intro to 1999. He danced and let his musicians take their solo and have their moment in the spotlight. Duetted with a member of his band, and right at one of the song's climax, confetti and streamers dropped from the ceiling. And then, during Purple Rain, the entire crowd sang along. He played six encores, which included covers of Michael Jackson, Curtis Mayfield, and the Times' Jungle Love. He even brought people on stage to dance. And then, finally, at 2.40 a.m., he was told he only had 20 minutes left. (laughs) 
Yeah, I heard he had uh, a whole bunch of encores, like something yep, like the six of them. Yeah. I heard that today. <laughs> Are you listening to the news stories that he's saying out loud? Nope. No, but I I read uh, a whole bunch of different reviews of it and said he only played a couple of his hits at the beginning yeah. of the show. But otherwise, they said it was just amazing. The full band, the horn sections, everything. I heard, I don't know if it was at this show, but I heard he just like recently played an entire concert and never once picked up a guitar. That was at this show, yep. What it, kind of bullshit is that? You're <laughs> one fucking of the greatest Prince. guitarists ever. You have yeah. to play your guitar, otherwise, nope, I he, want my money back. He played piano, though. Did he? He played something. Whatever. I don't know. Hearing Purple Rain live would be one of the coolest things. It would ever. be cool, but God damn it. But still, Prince. he played six encores until three in the morning. Yeah, the only reason he could do that because he didn't have to play the guitar. <laughs> All right. So the Supreme Court has turned away an appeal from a Minnesota woman who has been ordered to pay a record company's $222,000 for unauthorized downloading of copyrighted music. The music industry filed thousands of lawsuits against people and it, it accused for downloading music without permission and without paying for it. And almost all these cases are settled for about thirty-five grand. Total? Yeah. No, thirty-five hundred or thirty-five hundred. Sorry. Oh, okay. Three thousand five hundred dollars. Oh. So she didn't, and she only downloaded like five songs, I think it was. And wow. she didn't know she really did it. I don't all the details, but it of was. Of course, she didn't. Who know does that? That she did it. She's she's an older music? woman. She's a mother. <laughs> like I, I believe her basically. Oh, I don't know. Well, all right then. But yeah, that's pretty sad. That two hundred twenty-two thousand dollars. And yeah. I think she probably was just didn't know she was seeding it. That's probably the problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would elaborate. <laughs> All right. Anyway, when Mumford and Sons, I thought this was funny. When Mumford and Sons keyboardist Ben Lovett first heard American Idol winner Philip Phillips' blatant sound-alike hit "Home," he was momentarily confused and said, "I was like, what's that? Did we do that song?" Oh, did did <laughs> Philip Phillips? All right. You, you've heard this song numerous, numerous, numerous times. Oh well, I don't know anything. Oh, you, you don't. Uh, but what? I wish I had a clip of it now. All I got out of that story is that guy's name is Philip Phillips. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was the best one on American Idol that season. Actually, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, what, what were his parents thinking? I don't know. Uh, some new releases this week include Justin Timberlake's "The 2020 Experience." <laughs> Black Rebel Motorcycle Club's Spectre at the Feast, Lowe's The Invisible Way, Brian McKnight, More Than Words. I didn't know he was still doing anything. Me neither. <laughs> and the Black Crow's live album, Wiser for the Time. Hmm, cool. Yeah, I heard that uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, they covered a song that I guess it's the vocalist, Dad, wrote. Okay. And I, I've heard it. I wish I could remember what it was called, but I've heard it a couple times. It's actually pretty cool. Is it? It's cool that they did that. They like they made it super cool. Nice. I, yeah, I haven't heard too much from it. I was debating on if we should re- review that one next week, but we got a full review, so maybe yeah. some other time. This week on the review, we have My Bloody Valentine's MBV. Have you guys been listening to it at all? Yes. 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 Most definite. Most deaf. Well, uh, I wrote a little review about it, uh, and here we go. 
My Bloody Valentine's first album in 22 years was released this past February. Recording for for MPV started in 1996, but was shelved after the band's breakup in 1997. In 2007, My Bloody Valentine reunited, announcing a new album was in the works. The band finished recording additional material and mastering early this year. Then, surprising everyone, on Saturday the 2nd of February, the album was self-released through their website. What I thought was pretty cool about MBV was that the album was recorded on analog and mixed and recorded on analog like its predecessors isn't anything in Loveless. Also, they said that there was no digital processing involved at all with this, except, I suppose, putting it into MP3 format. (laughs) Yeah. Liars. Liars. Uh, The album also feels as though it starts right where Loveless left off, which is pretty crazy, seeing as 22 years has passed since then. One thing that's very different, though, is where Loveless sounded as natural as breathing, MBV sounds like a product of great effort and meticulous work to get every sound in place. I got this from Pitchfork. MBV feels like an album in part about love, but it approaches the grandest human emotions from an unusual angle. There's a rush of feeling inside their music so intense it creates a kind of paralysis. Music swirls and moves in and out of phase. Voices float by, half memory and half anticipation. And you're never quite sure how all the parts fit together. You get lost in it, a mixture of desire and confusion. For 22 years, the only way we've been able to get this feeling is through Loveless and its associated EPs. Now, there's another path, MBV. Uh, Metacritic has given this an average score of 87 out of 100, based on 43 reviews. Hmm. I didn't really like it very much. I've never really listened to My Bloody Valentine before, though, and I started listening to their other stuff to compare it to this one. Yeah. Sounds about the same to me. No, yeah. After all this time that's passed, uh, yeah. it's weird how, well, I mean, they only had two albums before this, so. Right. But uh, I don't know. I've always liked Kevin Shields. He's the main head of mm-hmm. everything. He did, like, stuff for the scores of Sofia Coppola movies, like uh, Lost in Translation. Okay. And, uh, and the other one left my head right now. But yeah, I've known him more from that stuff. And then, yeah, from hearing MBV, it does sound just like the other ones. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, when you when you say that though, a lot of fans, um, when they're huge fans of a band, yeah, and a band will come out with a new album and it'll be completely different than their other stuff, and then they'll be like, "What band. the hell's going on?" No, like, yeah, this this I was it to be like it was before. This was my right. bloody Valentine's like fan orgasm, basically. Yeah, yeah. like they're yep. like a, a new thing in twenty two years. Right. Nobody thought this was ever going to happen. Like, yeah. That makes sense. And I mean, there was a couple of songs that I was like, oh, this is very pleasant. But there was some but then that a I was track just like, that... fucking make this stop happening to me. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I felt that a lot in some of it. Like, uh, it, you're going on a good path. I like this. But then, it, like, right in the middle of the album, there's one that has a long, like, wow, 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 yeah. wow, that just keeps going and going for three minutes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was listening to it in the shower. <laughs> and when that happened, I don't know if that's I was really like, shower listening can... music. Well, it's the only, I was trying to listen to it. You know, so I had something to say and I, that's when I had time to listen to it. But I, it like, you know, still in the shower and that was happening and I was just like, oh my God, make this stop. And then I got out of the shower and my roommate was like, what the fuck are you listening to? And I was like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, it's weird. Shoegaze. Like, uh, especially comparing it nowadays to what it was like this, like now people consider like M83 shoegaze music and stuff but that's like really pretty put together shoegaze when you think of the 90s shoegaze it's more 
like this noise. It's, yeah, yeah, it is my bloody Valentine. They're, yeah, people consider them the pioneers. And like Lush is another one that's like them too. And yep. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's weird how we compare the shoegaze music nowadays compared to then. But this this is shoegaze, and yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? I don't know. Just shoegaze in general. It's kind of kind of timeless almost. Because I mean, it, the same riff will drag on for a while. Yeah. And the lyrics or the vocals. You'll be able to hear them, but you won't always be able to hear what they're saying. It'll, oh, yeah. Like, uh, like slower. Like with My Bloody Valentine, everything kind of sounds adronous. Yeah. Androgynous. Androgynous. There we go. I couldn't get it out. <laughs> but yeah, all the voices, they sound androgynous. And it's all kind of flat with the music. Like everything just yeah. flows together. It's like a, a, a river, basically. Like <laughs> <laughs> If you guys could see my hand motions out there. <laughs> that would make it. <laughs> that would make it i saw it i saw the river so yeah well uh go to their website i think that's the only place you can get it uh i tried searching on itunes and stuff i couldn't find it but yeah go to their website download it pay for it if you enjoy it let us know Uh, i got another announcement dealing with reviews Soundwave has been in touch with Brandon Telly, uh, the man behind the Daily Anthem, a blog that keeps you up to date with the with reviews and news in the alternative music scene. We're going to try and have Telly on every now and then to inform us on the happenings in the world of alternative music. In the meantime, go check out his Twitter for chirp reviews, which are brief brief reviews on the fly. His Twitter handle is at the underscore Daily Anthem, and go over to his Tumblr for more in depth information. The daily anthem.tumblr.com. While you're at it, you might as well like his daily anthem on Facebook, too. <laughs> we don't have any paper here. We do just, not have show notes. Just there is no script. <laughs> <laughs> the weekly theme. This week is changing of the season. Uh, today is spring, but it doesn't feel like spring outside. No. But we thought that would be a good theme, just changing the season. Each one of us picked out four song, four songs, spring, summer, fall, winter. Is that how many seasons there Is are? that how many there Did are? I pick four songs? I don't know what, <laughs> what's I going do. on. I don't know either. All right. Well, uh, I'll start it out. And the first one, we're going to go with spring. And I chose Going to California by Led Zeppelin. This one always makes me feel like springtime because you it's spring feels like you're starting something new you just sat through winter and you're like thank god it's over i need to do something new with my life and so he's going to california basically Serena, what did you choose? I chose um, Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys because it's, you know, it's a summery song, but you put it on in the spring because you're so excited for it to be warm out. They're like, yeah, shit, yeah. Like the first day that it gets nice out, you turn on the Beach Boys. Yeah, and wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice? It's talking about being young and yeah. being with somebody, and it's usually spring that you want to be with somebody. It's Yeah. Yeah. 
It's good. And it's spring cleaning music. You know, you can like throw open the windows and just fucking blast the Beach Boys. And Peter, what did you pick? I picked a song called Wake Up with an exclamation point by Bibio, B-I-B-I-O. Okay, and why? The whole album really reminds me of Spring, just because it does, pretty much. The word Bibio is like a type of lure that you use, I think, in fly fishing. Okay. And it's just like... That's very appropriate. It is. Yeah, and I mean, Wake Up, it's like, it reminds me of kind of coming out from like underground a little bit. the frost and the cold, kind of. Yeah, I mean, everything's like kind of muddy... In like kind of getting green, but you know, like life is coming. Like a bear, and it just feels yeah, good. Bear in hibernation. Exactly. And after uh, spring comes summer. For my... <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Again, what? I got these well, mixed up. Well, people in California, on. they don't know this. They don't have winter. That's true. <laughs> uh, for my summer song, I chose King of the Rodeo by Kings of Leon. I always think Kings of Leon is a summer band. I mean, some of their slow songs I'll play during the fall, but their fast songs are songs you want to hear at parties outside, kind of. like. Mm-hmm. But... uh. Yeah, the older stuff is the good stuff. I agree. I totally agree. Serena, your summer song? I went with, this is sort of an end of the summer song, and it's Waiting for My Real Life to Begin by Colin Hay. It's a super, like, sad, kind of makes you ache song. And I chose it because, like, I don't know, lots of times at the end of the summer, you're in some sort of transition, school, like traveling, something. Yeah, you're ending, waiting for your real life to beginning. begin. Yeah. So that's why I chose it. And Colin Hay, he's the lead singer of uh, Men With Hats, isn't yep. it? Yes. But he's wonderful on his own. Yeah, that's definitely when it's first cold out, kind of. Like, yeah, definitely the, end of summer. Very, like, yep. You're leaving somewhere that you had a really great time, and then you have to go back. Or, <laughs> Damn it. I don't know. Back to the real world. But yeah, definitely that's like a September 1st oh, yeah. kind of song. Uh, Pete, your summer song. 
All right, my summer song is called Dave and Cowboy by Boards of Canada. I played them last week. That's cool. Um, I don't want to saturate you know, the show with Boards of Canada, but I'm going to. It's your favorite band. <laughs> it is my favorite band. Fall is a fun one to pick uh, songs for. I don't know. That's the time I like to listen to a lot of music. My fall song that I chose is M83's Colors, which kind of makes sense. He has colors are everywhere for the fall. And I just love the fact of how this song keeps building and building and building and stuff keeps get adding to it. I don't know. It's a really good. It would have been good last week for driving, but it also fits fall driving. So, well, yeah. You're right. That whole album, to me, is totally a fall album. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, even looking at the album cover, you have everybody in the folly leaves and everything just yeah. sitting there. No, yeah, and it's a very kind of sad album. Like I, It is. Fall is really kind of a depressing season. I Because mean, you know something's coming. Like, it's a beautiful season, but it's depressing because you know you just have to sit through the cold for six months. <laughs> yep. Uh, Serena, your fall. My fall song is Old Man by Neil Young. Neil Young's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's excellent music for sitting on a porch in a sweater and a hat. Or even next to a or fire. Or next too. to a bonfire yeah. with like a little glass of whiskey, maybe. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's the only way to listen to Neil Young. So that's why I chose it. Yeah, I've heard that song before, but I've never known what the name is, I guess. Now you do. <laughs> it's, it makes a lot of sense. That song is powerful. It, it really is. I, I like love it. Neil Young. Yeah. Pete? For fall, I picked um, <laughs> Bon Iver. Is that how you say that? I think it's Bon Iver. Bo- bon Iver. Uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Not really sure what the the title of that means, but the whole album just reminds me of fall. Mm-hmm. Like everything's like wet and cold. No, yeah, it's depressing. It's like the, the <laughs> <laughs> but it's really beautiful. It's a really beautiful album. It's like my favorite song on that album. So yeah, nice. No, yeah, the the first one I think it for Emma forever goes mm-hmm. what it's called. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that one's like pure winter, and then this this new one's like fallish. And yeah, almost it, like end of summer. Yeah, kind it's, of. it's wet, like you said. Oh, that's a good description yeah, for very, some of it. Very wet album. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, that album's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And winter. I hate this season. <laughs> Never <laughs> liked it. Mine fits more with the end of winter, like right now, where I'm pissed. I'm like, where I need this cold to be over. I want I want some some warmth. And I always listen to this when I'm driving. <laughs> I listen to a lot of Marilyn Manson when I'm driving. Actually, I picked the death song, Marilyn Manson. I like to sing along to that one a lot. <laughs> it's a good name for that song. Yep, yep. All right, uh, Serena. All right. Well, I have the different a different opinion. Very opposite of me. About <laughs> winter, I really love it, um, and I especially love Christmas and Christmas music. I'm a nerd and I'm lame, and I know. But for winter, I chose "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" because it's just it's what winter's all about. I think I picked the wrong. Oops. What? <laughs> you just... <sighs> I did uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That is... Or this one. Oh, this one's yeah. like the worst. <laughs> this is like the worst Christmas song. You like this? Oh. Damn it, I'm sorry. Once you read just that to me... Just turn it off. <laughs> Once you read that to me, I'm like, that's not right. That's Oops. not the right one. <laughs> All right, Peter, your winter song. All right, well, All right. skip you. Let's no. ruin. <laughs> Go ahead, Pete. Have yourself yes. a merry little Christmas. Yes, well, thank you. Now I feel much better. <laughs> good, Pete. That was actually pretty good, dude. Okay. <laughs> All right, this one is... The whole album is doesn't really fit a season for me, but it's just like when... I heard it when I was exposed to it. So it's uh, Brian Eno and David Byrne together. It's called Strange Overtones. It just makes me feel like dancing. Greatness. Because <laughs> you're like stuck inside and like the song is kind of about like, you know, being inside. Especially so, talking about the mutants. That dude. <laughs> the mutants. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a fun CD. It uh, is. Uh, them two together is just great. I know they did uh, Mea Culpa like maybe like twenty years before that, I think. And that was just for the time. It was just a just a creepy, no, crazy album. And it's weird. Like uh, that one was more. Wasn't that more Eno? Like forward, more instrumental kind of. Yep, because um, I watched sort of like a a video on it, an informational video, and David Bird kind of focused on the singing in the lyrics and stuff like that. And Brian Eno is doing the instrumental stuff yeah. mostly. So Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, everyone out there, let us know what songs remind you of the different seasons. And remember that you can download full songs from Soundwave's weekly themes on iTunes. Check Blind Ninja Studios' Facebook for more information. If you like what you hear, please support the music. And for this week's essential album, Pete, what did we have? 
Well, what did you choose? Well, let me look here. Let me see what I did. Um, it was an Eddie Vedder album. Uh, he is, you know, the front man of Pearl Jam. Yep. Called Ukulele Songs. So it's basically Eddie Vedder and a ukulele at the same time. And uh, <laughs> basically, it, it was re- released in 2011. Um, it's like 16 tracks, but it's only like just over half an hour long. So, I mean, these are like, you know, two, three minute tracks the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And I so mean, it's enough to just give you a taste and then it goes on to the next one, kind of. Yeah, it's one of these albums that I'll, you know, I'll play just to feel good and I'll sing along with them just because they're, they're amazing. That's why it's essential to me. All right. Well, let's listen to one of them. You, one of your favorites on it was Can't Keep, yep, right? It's, yep. It's the first track, right? He gets right into it and it's just... It's awesome. got a feeling of like the uh into the wild too exactly yeah, i was going to mention that too um into the wild is good but it just it reminds me of the movie mm-hmm. just because it was made for the movie yeah and you you know everything from what you just saw kind of you can right. attach it all yeah you know, had i not seen the film or whatever then i would you know look at it completely different but into the wild is super good the soundtrack is super good there's a couple tracks on here that are written by other you know artists one of them being Dream a Little Dream. Have you guys watched Grumpy Old Men? Yeah. You guys know, like, the super old guy? There's, like, old guys in that movie, but, like... Uh, Burgess Meredith? Burgess Meredith? The Grandpa Grandpa? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's a part where he sings um, Dream a Little Dream. Oh, yeah. To the little girl. Okay. And, like, I had seen Grumpy Old Men, like, a thousand times. Mm-hmm. When I first listened to this album, I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> Eddie Vedder is singing the same song. Like, oh, cool. Super cool. Well, let's take a like, listen. shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper, I love you. Birds singing in the sycamore tree. Very cool. Well, I mean, it's the album cover. I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if you guys know what it is. Uh, I think it, uh, it looks like it's underwater to me. Yeah. At first, when you look at it, that's what it looks like. But I'm pretty sure there's uh, sculptures like it's in and stuff. An aquarium. Could be. Maybe it's, it's his aquarium that has a little figurine in it. Just took a picture of it. Yeah, for the people who can't see, <laughs> it's like... Sorry. We're the like, worst at this. It's like turquoise and black. Like those, basically the two colors. And there's just a guy sitting at a desk in like a, a chair. It looks like it's underwater. And he's just sitting at a desk and everything's like turquoise and stuff. It's weird. Doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me, but... Well, yeah, but everyone, hey. go check out Eddie Vedder's album, Ukulele Songs. Pete recommends it. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. 
I unrecommend it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whatever. I would never. I'm not coming back here, so. I don't <laughs> oh, not ever? Nope. You're my co-host, though. Not anymore. Oh, I am? Yes. I'm the co-host? You're the co-host. And what the fuck am I? You're leaving in a little while. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, you're skipping town. So. <laughs> you're skipping town on us. God. All right. Well, that's the end of our show today. Uh, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes will be released every Thursday. Next week, there are a couple new albums that we want to try and review. The Strokes Come Down Machine, Senses Fails Renancer, and Justin Timberlake's The 2020 Experience. Easiest theme next week is Top 3 One Hit Wonders. Can you guys all do that? I can't because I won't be here. I'm going to be in Tennessee. Well, you can still tell us what they are. Uh, oh, I suppose. Will, right. you, will you have Skype? Yeah. I think that'll just confuse <laughs> yeah, probably us. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're ready for that. No, we aren't ready for that. <laughs> Too much. Uh, I will give my essential album of the week. For updates and more information about Soundwave and our other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can even follow us on Twitter. Our first show, The Department of Offense, tries to find the line of what is considered offensive and leaps across it just to see what happens. And the other show is called Tabletop Theater. It will take you into the world of tabletop role-playing at its best. Both are available through iTunes or our website, blindninjastudios.com. Also, Carlos has a blog that you can check out on Facebook, too. Questions, comments, concerns, email us at feedback at blindninjastudios.com or message us on Facebook. Have a good week. See ya. Bye. Peace.